Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay, and today I'm going to take the last Shed story. Particularly bleak, told a wide variety of other relatively bleak stories through Short Funk. If bleak Short Funks are not your thing, please move on to the next. Hopefully it won't be as bleak. Before I left Australia, through a variety of circumstances, I'd gathered together a group of miscreants that were being employed within this defence institution that was interested in creating VR for the masses. Well, actually, VR for the companies to take it to the masses. One of these individuals was a fellow who was actually, if I'm right, as old as I am currently. I was 22, he was 38. Seemed like an extraordinary old individual. Told various stories associated with this individual in Stone Ape, kind of comical character in some light. But there were a series of problems that this individual had that just ultimately frustrated me. I'd employed him to produce an animation of a rapping noble ape that in total, and this is for the track called Plain Insane, which I recorded a number of versions of, and few have permeated Stone Ape. You can find it on YouTube, I think, with me rapping at least, not the monkey rapping. None of that went to plan. He decided to have more girlfriends over that period. He had three girlfriends through that, like, in continuum. And one of these girls, after I got back from the US, decided that I was probably a better bet than this guy was. We went out to dinner. She tried to throw herself at me. It was one of these curious things where I realized something had gone terribly, terribly wrong. Because I knew the nature of his venereal and insect-based diseases, I realized relatively clearly that I probably shouldn't have anything to do with this woman. And she was relatively attractive. She'd studied in Paris and Italy. She was well-traveled. My mother liked her. But her connection with this individual, and in particular, the long walks that I'd taken with this individual while he described the various effects of the venereal and insect diseases that he had, sexually transmitted diseases that he'd also passed on to this girl, just made me inhale deeply and run. I was in the process of leaving Australia, and the notion of taking a venereal disease or any of the diseases that this fellow had with me on this trip because of this interaction with this woman was not happening. Truth be told, I'd spent 18 months, maybe two years, in the company of this individual and his various other miscreant folk, I was concluding my degree at the time, but I was also investing a vast quantity of time in Noble Ape, with the view that this was my rocket out of Australia. Getting out past the gravitational thrust, the gravitational suck that was Australia, and I just needed to get out by any means necessary. I realised actually that this individual, and in fact his entire posse, including his girlfriend's, were just part of the problem here, and I needed to get well beyond them. They had a different philosophy. Tom was coming back, Tom had made big, Tom had been published in the New York Times and a variety of other syndicated sources. It was their pay type. They'd hung out with Tom for a year and a half, he brought in beer, he'd gotten them jobs, but now it was time to get really well paid thanks to Tom. And I ran from this thing. Through a series of connections, my piano and a variety of other possessions ended up in our mutual friend's hands. And through a series of interactions that happened when I got to the US, I heard that the piano had been smashed and had been burnt and had been videotaped. 
this was a curious reference to the fact that I'd seen the movie Eight Millimeter, which is a, still a favourite film of mine, with this individual a few months before I left Australia. And I think for all concerned, the destruction of this piano was seen to embody the hatred that they had for me. I hadn't brought them the money. I hadn't brought them the fame. I'd just gotten out of Australia and left them with a piano, which they ritualistically destroyed. Because the destruction of the piano wasn't enough, about nine months into my time in the US, this individual started an email harassment of my 15-year-old brothers and a wide variety of other folk. About a year and a half after I left Australia when I was in the UK, he started sending me disturbed emails with mutated pictures of me describing how I'd lied and ripped him off and how I'd caused him all this distress. And it was all my fault. I'd caused him to fail. I was the reason that his life sucked. And he was working for the Victorian government at the time. Victoria is a state in Australia. And on his email at the bottom, it had an anti-harassment policy. So I contacted his employer with a smorgasbord of the emails that he'd sent me. And his employer did nothing for a month. Over this period of time, he continued to email and harass my 15-year-old brothers and a variety of other nonsensical things. I finally contacted his employer again and said that I held his employer responsible. Apparently something was done. Who will ever know? My mother's father, my grandfather, who was pretty well a central figure in my life and probably will be the topic of future short funk recordings, passed away. I think it was the end of 2011. It was a sad time because my wife's grandmother had been killed. Topic maybe for another short funk recording. But on the day my grandfather passed away, I received an email from the mutual friend who had originally been lent, or I guess given the piano, and had allowed it to be destroyed. The irony of this email arriving on the day that my grandfather passed away was not lost. It was a very curious synchronicity that the destruction of this piano was forever going to be memorialised on the exact day that my grandfather passed away. And the email was somewhat apologetic and indicated that another piano had become available that was kind of like the piano, not necessarily them saying the piano that had been destroyed, but was like the piano that I had provided them. And would I be interested in getting that piano? Not that they were going to buy the piano and give it to me, but if I was interested, this piano was available. I didn't respond to that email. But it struck me as very ironic that the destruction of my previous piano and my grandfather's passing had been memorialised in this fashion. That is the conclusion to the Shed Life stories. There's another one. I can't be bothered telling it. They're particularly bleak. I really think the Shed Life part of the short funk recordings has been a low point, but I wanted to conclude this set of stories. Tom Bowley in San Jose, signing out.